Well, this morning we're continuing on our journey through the Gospel of John, and then we're going to do a little skipping, and so I will um, fill in for you some as we do that. We're not going to make it to the resurrection by Easter if we don't skip a little (laughs) between now and Easter, and so that's my plan um, is to do that. So to fill in a little, but before I do that and, and, and fill us in, I'm going to read our, the passage that we're going to focus on, and then, I'm like I did last week, hopefully give you a, a, a picture um, through a story to kind of l- reflect on that passage through. So our passage this morning is um, John chapter 6, 41 through 52. I'm here now the word of the Lord. At this, the Jews began to grumble about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he say, I came down from heaven? Stop grumbling among yourselves, Jesus answered. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws them, and I will raise them up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard the Father and learned from him comes to me. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. And very truly, I tell you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, and yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which people may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I give for the life of the world. Thus far, the word of the Lord. Well, we dropped in on... Um, the blankets, brunch, and a buddy thing the other day. And then we found something out about, we've actually done a couple of these blankets where you tie them in knots, but one of the things that I found out while I was there is that Patrick was kind of, kind of a ringer. He, he was able to tie those blankets because he spent a little bit of time on a sailboat, right, and tied a few knots, and so that skill transferred over to tying knots on blankets. Is it, have any of you ever tried to learn how to tie a knot? Especially a complicated knot. It's almost impossible to, to tell somebody how to tie a knot, right? If you say, oh, here's what you do, you need to do this. Even if they look at a diagram sometimes, it's hard for them to figure out how to do that. And so inevitably you find yourself getting out the rope or the fishing line or whatever it is and showing them how to do it, then having them do it with you as you show them how to do it, and hopefully as they practice enough, be able to tie that knot on their own after they have been shown how to do that. And while I've learned how to tie quite a few knots, both from fly fishing, but even before that, I spent a stint in high school rock climbing. I'm afraid of heights, And so, for some strange reason, I thought that I could conquer that fear by learning how to rock climb. (laughs) And it didn't quite work like I thought. But I've had a friend in high school that had been climbing since he was four or five years old, and I asked him to teach me how to rock climb. 
And he did that exact thing with the knots that I would need to learn to tie for climbing. And one of the most important ones is the one that you have to learn how to tie your harness onto the rope that attaches to you. And so he taught me how to do that. And then we went on a trip to Vitavu, Wyoming, and went climbing. And at the top of the very longest climb we did the whole time we were there, he says to me as he starts propelling down, I sure hope you remember how to tie that knot. <laughs> and, and he heads down. And I thought, I sure do too. <laughs> <laughs> because I had to tie that knot and then trust and rely on it as I followed him down. And that is a picture of what is going on um, in this passage, and I think one that we often miss um, in this passage. Because what happens before it is Jesus Jesus feeding the 5,000, and then going across the lake, and then the people coming to him and finding him across the lake, and he says to them, you're here because you were fed and you had your fill, you should be seeking food that lasts, and food that is eternal. And then they say to him, what sign will you give us? Moses gave our ancestors bread in the desert, manna. What sign will you give us? And interestingly, Jesus' response to that is, Moses didn't give you the bread. My Father gave you the bread. God gave you the bread. And I am the bread of life. And if you want to live, you must eat from me. Because as we talked about last week, I am, Jesus says, the source of life. Just as God the Father, in whom I am one, is the source of life as well. And this points to why the Pharisees were so concerned about Jesus, not just beyond um, his breaking of the Sabbath, of his following the law. And again, we often don't focus on that either and miss it. The Pharisees were so concerned about Jesus and felt so threatened by Jesus because the ones who really realized what he was teaching realized that they would be out of business if people really listened to Jesus and got and understood what Jesus was saying. Because the Pharisees, like the church unfortunately does over and over again, and that we need to constantly resist thought that they were the ones who told people what they needed to believe. We tell you what to believe, and you believe it. That's how it works. Let's keep doing it, right? We tell you what to believe, and they realized that if they really got what Jesus was saying if people really realized and understood that they could now go directly to God and be taught by God, that they would be out of business. But that's what Jesus tells them, tells us in this passage. And he uses Isaiah 
um, to tell us that in this passage from Isaiah is the picture, one of the visions that Isaiah has of where we're heading and the way things are supposed to be. And when God makes everything new, new heaven, new earth, this is what it will look like. You will all, it says, all be taught by God. You will be taught by God. And the Pharisees realized this, and that's why they were so threatened. But we still do this, right? We still function in this way. And I hear people say all the time, not just here, but in other churches and in other places, oh, well, I'm not being fed. Right? I wasn't being fed. And that's an important thing to think about. Am I getting something out of what's happening? Is what's happening relevant to me? Is the teaching that's happening something that connects, something that is solid, however you want to put that? That's an important thing to think about. But if we think that I need to be the one to do that for you, or that it's the church's job to teach you and what you should believe, then we are all in trouble. Because that's way too much power for me to have, and I should not be the one having that kind of power to tell you what you need to believe. And if we keep thinking that that's the church's role, then we don't get to that point where we're at the top of the mountain and God said to us, I sure hope you remember how to tie the knot. Because he wants us to take that leap of faith and to do it over and over and over again as we are taught by him and learn from him. And so together as the church, we can equip each other. We can say to each other, this is teaching that is tried and true and lasted for a long, long time. We can say to one another, good job, keep it up. We can encourage each other, we can correct each other, we can do all of those things, but we cannot play that role that God wants to play of being the one to teach us directly what it is that gives us life. The picture of bread here is exactly that. It's what gives life and sustains and gives strength and energy. And Jesus is trying to tell us that God wants to give us that directly. God himself will teach them all. And because of Jesus, there are now, and this is the thing that I, as I've gone through John yet again this time, that I'm trying to bring out and emphasize because it's so there. There are now no barriers to that happening, to God teaching us directly, because Jesus has removed them all. And so if there are problems, if there are obstacles and barriers, usually they are on our end and in our response. Does anybody remember... Um, the Saturday Night Live skit of Stuart Smalley. 
Anybody remember Stuart Smalley? <laughs> it was a great parody of making fun of kind of the whole self-help movement. Okay, remember he would sit in front of the mirror and he would go, I'm going to do a good show today because I'm good enough and I'm smart enough, right? And gosh darn it, people like me, <laughs> okay? Okay, one of the best ones of that whole series is when Michael Jordan is. Have anybody seen that? Michael Jordan is a guest, and he's on the show, and Stuart Smalley says, well, so Michael, I'm sure that you stay up at night and you think to yourself before a basketball game, you know, I don't think I'm going to do a very good job. You know, I don't really have any business playing basketball. I'm, I'm just a failure. <laughs> and Michael Jordan goes, well, no, not really. <laughs> But in my experience, most often, that is the barrier that we need to overcome. And just as Mark overcame barriers to work with children and learned that God caught him in doing that, we need to know and remember that we really are good enough, that we really are smart enough, and gosh darn it, God likes us. Seriously, I think that so often we don't think that God likes us or wants to teach us or that we can hear from him directly and then respond to that because we're so caught up in, well, can I really do that? And what if that gets abused and, and whatever? And that's all true. But God's desire is for us to receive the bread of life, the words of life from him directly. And so may you all know that you are good enough and smart enough and that God does like you and wants to teach you directly. May you know that you know that. <laughs>